Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning, 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 warning. You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one.
Hello, everyone. Oh my god. <laughs> and we are nine. I'm Marie. And Yellow. And we are reporting back from Animotopia. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> wow, Emmanuel. <laughs> Honestly, like that outer face was everything. Wow. Yeah, that's everything that's going on. Well, it was surreal. I am shocked. Anyways. This show is Adopt a Human, and you are listening to WLBNLP Chicago. 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali, in Little Village. And we had a trip to Animaltopia a couple days ago, and we have a lot to say. Animals are pretty upset. Yeah, I gotta agree. But honestly, like that, that I gotta say that the soundscape was everything. <laughs> All you have to say. Yeah, so it definitely um, showed, like, the evolution of um, life, I guess, and, like, animals, how it just, it was something, it got destroyed, and now it's taken over, like, by humans and technology and trains and cell phones and all that stuff that we are using, like, now, you know? Yeah, just kind of like how it got started, that big explosion and then ocean and then something coming out of the ocean and then going on to land yeah but um yeah so mary um has some words about evolution so basically i just have a definition of evolution where what is it the definition oh no the changes that allow an organism to better adapt to its environment will help it survive and have more offspring so basically kind of like uh for example like the split eight theory, I I don't even know whether or not, but like, so, you the more you live by the ocean, the more you go into the ocean, the more you're better adapt for the ocean, and then next thing you know, you just breathe water, and then that's how you're better. That's how evolution kind of is, not really survival for the fittest, but like, you just adapt to your environment for you to better survive for that environment. Let's say for a desert, you um, have scales. That way, you can like deflect. Or not deflect the sunlight, but like be better adapt for sand and for sun. Or you live in the rainforest and you have, what is it, gil- not gills, but like something else for them. And you just like get better adapt to like whatever your environment is. That way you can have more offspring to like help your species survive. That way you don't go extinct. Definitely. And I think what's kind of um, funny about human evolution is that like we, we're evolving too, right? We're getting like smarter or whatever. But what's really evolving um are the things that we are doing right like the technology and you know through all of that evolution that we're doing we're destroying like you know not just the planet but like homes homes for these animals and i feel like maybe if we didn't focus too much on like um the physical things that we can create maybe we could even like evolve more like on in our own physical bodies and our our mentalities and in a way that we can connect more with our surroundings like our animals and their habitats as well right almost like becoming one instead of like becoming separated and and kicking them out of like their home and destroying their home and their food and like what you were talking about like kicking them out like instead of like thinking like we're two different things like, oh, they're animals and stuff like that. They don't have, like, any, like, real, like, concept in mind. Like, they don't think like we do. 
it's like we need to stop thinking like that because like that's basically what how we were we were that right before we were like you know thinking making technology and just like we just gotta stop thinking like that honestly in order for us to like live together definitely and we definitely have to start understanding like others needs for example it reminds me of like how the story you're about to like tell us in a bit how you know the person wasn't too understanding of the animal that she was taking care of do you want to touch up on that yes i do honestly like i'm gonna like say i'm not gonna like bash on this person because like probably they don't know any better probably they just don't know how, how to take care of an animal that like to meet its needs at least so but the thing is, is like i was kind of when i did hear about the story first like i was kind of like triggered by it a little bit or just like really mad at it so basically the story involves a girl that lives in Barcelona, Spain. So I really don't know what the animal laws are for over there. But her name is Sonia Say. And it basically just started with like a Facebook viral, a viral Facebook post, like where most stuff starts. Where, uh, what is it? She took pictures of like her fen- her exotic animal fennec fox named Jomanji. And like one of the girl, one, uh, what is it? Another Facebook person discovered that maybe like this animal wasn't doing too well. Her name was Alice Moore. And, like, basically, she brought it to everyone's attention that, like, the reason why Jumanji was looking like that was because Sonia was only feeding Jumanji uh, vegan cat food that it's called Ami Cat, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, um, basically, like, it wasn't getting the nutri- nutritions and the proteins it needed because, basically, fennec foxes, like, diets consist of, like, raw foods, insects, rodents, eggs, and stuff like that, meat. Mm. And what Sonia was doing was just trying to make it, like, giving it a vegan diet. And, like, what is it? And, like, it wasn't, she was, he, Jumanji was not doing too good. Like, he was shedding, he was lethargic for, like, a poor fennec fox and stuff like that. And what Sonia claimed, at least, like, when he was shedding, like, oh, it's his summer and winter coats. Mm-hmm. Even though fennec foxes are a desert animal and they don't have any need for shedding. So, hair loss. And it's, like... Like, what is it? And he, she refuses to, like, get, like, not help, but, like, she refuses, like, any information, like, pet vets, exotic uh, sanctuaries, and fox rescues. Like, she was, like, she just want to hear them. Like, she just, like, like, she's not doing anything to help, like, poor Jumanji. And, like, it looks like he's, like, not doing too well. Yeah, it sounds like she's not understanding his needs. And also, I feel like humans always want to justify themselves with something. Like how you mentioned, oh, she was saying that that's, like, something that happens every season. and Yeah, like, like she's just, like, trying to, like, make something that isn't really real. Like, she says she's a vegan activist, like, she's an animal activist. But, like, I'm over here thinking, like, supposedly, like, seriously, like, you don't do that to something. And, like, we were talking about earlier, evolving. A fennec fox is not evolved enough to know whether or not it wants to have a vegan diet. Right. Like, it doesn't, like, it needs meat. Like, let, like, it evolve a couple decades or even eons Mm -hmm. before it can decide whether or not it wants to eat vegan meals. Right. Like, other than that, you can't, like, decide whether or not that's, like, okay for the animal. Because that's not. But, like, so far in the story, it's, like, there's a police investigation going on, but, like, nothing really has been set yet. But, like, let's just, like, hope that Jumanji's doing okay. Because, like, I don't like how the fact that, like, people, like, try to give, like, exotic animals, especially, like, vegan diets. And, like, not, like, just, like, no meat. Just, like, all fruits and, like, greens. I'm like, that's not what the animal needs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Like, 
I don't I don't know. And basically, if some people don't know what vegan is, because I didn't understand what vegan because like what's the what's the difference? I didn't know what the def no, I didn't know what the difference between a vegetarian or a vegan was. So basically, veganism is the definition for a vegan, whatever, uh, who does not eat or use any animal products, eggs, milk, etc. So that's basically it. So basically, she said she is a vegan, but the thing is, like, if you're gonna do that to an animal, like, are you really an animals activist? Yeah, definitely. And like, it kind of goes back to the same thing. Like, you're not understanding the animal, so how how would you? You're considering yourself an animal activist. You're hurting one animal in your home. What, what what do you have to offer for the rest of the animals that you are, you know, like speaking up for, or, you know, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But I could see that there wasn't too much of a bad intention in here. It's just like, you know, w- sometimes we need to like educate ourselves more yeah. and like really understand like that, like not just understanding the animal, but when you understand like yourself, you kind of like view others as you. So like you don't want to do something to someone or something that you don't want someone to do to you you know what yeah. i mean so like like imagine if the roles were flipped like what is it like the fennec fox was the owner of sonia and like only gave her meat instead of like the vegan foods that she like like how would you consider it then like honestly kind of what i kind of find out like in this story was like hypocritical like you're saying you're an animal activist and yet you're doing this to your poor exotic pet that does not that doesn't deserve that but I don't know what's happening. Hopefully something happens. Hopefully she understands the needs of that animal, gives it the food that he needs. But other than that, I just we're just hoping yeah. by his part. Yeah, definitely. And like I I just feel like also you know, I I know that like again with the good intentions, I know that it's better for like animals to like stay away from like you know, hunting for just the purposes of like having a a decent environment to get along in but it's also like like a sort of an evolution thing right like um it's part of the cycle of life in a way yeah like they just need to get to that certain level of being evolved in a way like let them evolve and they'll decide yeah like because animals are smart like they'll get they'll get to the point where they'll basically just voice their ideas honestly yeah so what is it but yeah well i hope that your animals are all tuning in um let them hear this because we want their opinions we have a lot of things that i know are important in them but yeah let's go on um a small song break yeah Yeah. called what is it tame impala elephant yeah interestingly enough awesome What's up? You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago, 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali, in Little Village. And we're back. Hello. 
Yes, so now we're going to be introducing the topic of neutering. Is it fair? Is it not fair? Is it the animal's choice? Is it our choice? Questions. Questions, questions, questions. But, um, yeah, so I definitely, um, I was telling Mary, so we're doing uh, an article for the Little Village Portal, and my article is um, about uh, stray cats basically in the neighborhood and how we can help them. So while I interviewed my neighbor, Rebecca, which is really involved with helping out the cats in the neighborhood, and she's also a um, partner with PAWS, um, she gave me some feedback about why it's important to have our animals well specifically she focused on on cats but why it's important to have our pets like neutered and so yeah uh, let's go ahead and listen to that interview and we'll be right back (laughs) i think pause i think people need to be more educated about why their cats number one should be neutered And number two, if you really like to have a cat, unfortunately, in the city especially, it's just not a good idea for them to go out. And it's kind of sad because I do feel that my feral cats, now that they've got their housing and their food and they're neutered so they don't have to worry about procreating all the time, which is what cats do if they're not neutered, (laughs) they just have a pretty enjoyable life they play and you know I feel as if my indoor cat might envy them because her life is a lot more boring but I just the the other thing is birds and I know and there's a, a bit of a controversy about the whole question of birds versus cats but it's true that cats kill birds and um in my opinion, it's the domestic cats that, that live in a house but go out for recreational purposes that are the worst offenders because they're doing recreational hunting and they're just doing it for fun. The feral cats, they are more likely to be doing it for food and if they have a steady food supply from their, you know, people like me that are feeding them, they're less likely to be going after birds. They do go after rats, and they do a terrific job of controlling the rat population. I mean, uh, my backyard is sometimes littered with massacred rat corpses. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what what is the importance since you've been um, doing? You have experience with cats in your room for a long time. Why is it so important not only for street cats but also house cats to get neutered? Because if they're not neutered, they will just continue to have kittens. <laughs> and um, these kittens, if, if the feral cats have kittens, those kittens are growing up in the wild. They're feral kittens. They could be domesticated if they were taken in at an early age, but it's not that easy and there's just too many of them it's just it's it's just sad there's there the food supply is not there they're desperately you know if nobody's taking care of them and feeding them they're just um, having a really wretched miserable life looking for food fighting with each other 
procreating right and left and then more kittens and more kittens and the kittens they don't live long they have short miserable lives and that's not something that any humane person really likes to see so and it's not that difficult to to stop the process i mean the um the the neutering if you have a pet cat pause gives good discounts it's not expensive to get your cat neutered there and the result is you've got the, uh, by attrition the population of the of the homeless cats just starts going down and they have much better lives it's it doesn't you know give you great pain to to see the plight that they're in because they seem to be having a good time instead of suffering we are What's Up. You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago, 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali, in Little Village. And touching back on um, the neutering subject, uh, that interview was by, again, my neighbor, Rebecca Wolfram. And, um, yeah, so any comments, you guys? Um, so... Um, I did a little bit of research earlier in the week and found out that, um, I mean, um, getting your pet neutered or when they're earlier in age also gives them the risk of getting more like diseases that you really don't want them to get. So let's say you get your cat or dog neutered at um, six months. Well, that gives them a risk of having... Um, like um, some hip problems, some joint problems, and stuff you really don't want for your pet. Um, but I also sometimes see your point in that when you get your pet neutered, um, you you make um, you make like what is it, kids or kittens at least? No, like when you don't when you get go get your pet neutered, you just you you make the risk lower of um, having more animals out in the streets, which is some problems we have out right now because, sadly, um, because of that, we have to put down, like, six, like, many many animals every year down just because of that. So. Yeah, like, the overpopulation of, like, animals and such. Like, we have to euthanize, like, kittens and, like, pups, and, like, that's really sad. Right, but that I can't help to, like, think about what about, like, the overpopulation of humans? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> why are animals the only problem? Like, humans are a big problem, too. Like, should humans get neutered as soon <laughs> as they can, you know? Honestly, I think there is, like, some facts <laughs> for neutering, but, like... Right, because is it, like, again, is it fair or, you know, unfair for them? They don't really have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. We get to decide for them, and, like, we don't own them, own them. Like, yeah, there are pets we're supposed to look for them. Again, like, I used to think about this, too, like... Um, I used to think about, like, the role of my parents. Like, what is it that a parent should really do? Should they really, like, own us and control our life? I don't think so. I think they should be there to guide us, right? And, like, help us make good choices, but they obviously can't control everything we do. And I feel like that should be something that we should do with animals. Like, not always try to control them, but, like, in a way, try to, like, guide them and, like, train them or, you know, there's... I feel like there could be a higher level of understanding with animals, you know? Like, honestly, like, you know how you were saying, like, uh, parents can't control, like, what, like, everything that their kid does. Like, as pet parents or animal parents or human parents, whatever you want to call it, uh, out of the same way. Like, they should, like, guide their pet and, like, going back to, like, neutering, just, like, is it fair? Because, like, honestly, like, 
like some like animals talk you know they're trained to do that but like like is it fair like they they don't get to voice like whether or not they want to get neutered and then like going back to like what yolo was saying like at a young age is not good but like would you say like at an older age they would be able to get neutered and not have any problems um um i think i'm not sure i feel like they still run risks regardless you know um i just feel like maybe when they're like a little older um their bodies are probably more developed right but for them to be neutered yeah but i feel like it just kind of goes with anything kind of like when we take medications right like we're gonna be okay but there's like side effects yeah like to something all the time like in the long run like for them neutering because like i think the reason why we want to not reason why because this is an important topic but like uh what is it like you have dogs right that aren't neutered right totally and they're pretty old too um my one of my dogs is 13 years old and the other one is about six or seven i, I don't remember it um but yeah they're not neutered and well i i don't bring them around like a lot of female dogs but when i have um it wasn't like too crazy like we were there to watch them and you know if things got out of hand we would obviously try to like distract them some other way and like it's i feel like sometimes it's doable you know what i mean like it's like it's like it's like it's okay like it's okay not to like neuter them but i have a cat that is neutered um she's like a year and like a few months now and she's doing okay she's a cat like we want to get another kitten that way you know like because she's lonely so we want to get another kitten but other than that like her being neutered she's okay like uh like she's like okay like she's a regular cat she's very playful mm-hmm. like on sometimes intimidated as well but she's intimidating as well but like other than that like that's why i think you wanted to talk about it like whether or not neutering was like fair or unfair because you got dogs who aren't neutered and yeah. i have a cat that is neutered so like you know where is like the bad and good yeah totally and like uh, again i guess touching up on like cats um I have a friend who has a a cat and she's not neutered and she's pregnant for the second time now. And well, like the first time, like there was an incident with the kitten, so they didn't survive. But now like she's pregnant and I feel like it's kind of it's kind of funny to me in a way because I had a cat last summer or two summers ago, actually. And no, last summer. Oh, my God. okay so last summer right and that cat is related to my friend's cat so they were siblings right but i i used to like giving him a lot of freedom because my backyard is pretty big so i would be a little scared at first to let him out but like he would see my dogs you know go out and then come back in so he kind of started picking up on that but then i guess one day he kind of went a little far or something and he never came back but it kind of goes with the thing of like when someone tastes freedom they don't want to go back to like being controlled and caged you know and so my cat took the initiative to just start his own life which is cool and i hope he's okay wherever he's at sunny i miss you (laughs) 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 but with my friend's cat you know she came back but the outcome of her coming back like that like you know she's pregnant pregnant. and like my friend and her family have the option to like either stop this incident from happening or like like allow her to do her freedom out in the streets even if that means getting pregnant you know but like what is it or honestly like tell me who this friend is that way i can take some of the kittens but like other than that like understanding like they like she goes out like does her freedom and the but comes back pregnant like and then that's where neutering comes in like to let her like be on her own you know right but like at what cost right and that kind of introduces like 
past, right? Like, yeah. nobody's, like, really caring about neutering, like, rats and yeah. pigeons and, like, raccoons. Yeah. Like, now that I think about it, like, yeah, because those are considered pests. Like, right. what's the definition for a pest? Like, if you can, like, read us the definition so kindly. Yeah, so according to the Department of Health, pest is any animal or plant which has a harmful effect on humans, their food, or th- their living conditions. So, it's basically, like, if in any way it's, like, not convenient for humans. <laughs> so, so, basically, if, like, any animal just just gives us the, m- like... Not even the simplest disconcerns or like the slightest discomfort is a pest. So right. insects. Yes, basically. That's <laughs> another thing too. Like I s- even seen that like a uh, pest that's an insect. It's uh, a grasshopper and caterpillars are considered pests. But those are like just like little bugs that turn into butterflies and right. make music. Right. about nature. Yeah. Exactly. And like okay, so now there's those other pests like mosquitoes and parasites okay yeah we don't like those those are kind of nasty honestly (laughs) they really don't have a purpose here especially in the summer like those are disgusting but like continue yeah so um but yeah then it kind of touches up again on like the rats and the pigeons and stuff uh why why do we like consider those pests right and like they we kind of i feel like the word pest is really negative like kind of like oh they're just like you know occupying space or invading but like they have a whole system going on you know they eat too they reproduce they release unwanted from their bodies they're strategic you know like why does humankind believe like that we're the only ones who have conscience or that we're smart enough like you know these animals don't really get a lot of props um like going back to what nine was saying about um them kind of being like unwanted but also thinking about it um those pests we talk about negative negatively they also help out our ecosystem in so many ways we don't really like understand so sometimes i kind of feel bad like nine was saying about and marie about how we say so negatively about them but don't think about the positive yeah like some pests like quote unquote like we have them as pests pests nope mm, pets Mm -hmm. like we have like i know friends who have like pet rats Mm -hmm. and they're like or raccoons (laughs) especially raccoons and i'm like do we really consider them pests when they like are so like well adjusted to like domestic life like do we really call them pests by that right and if we go back again to the whole pest definition like me and mary were talking previous to this like should we be considered pests like we destroy and take over properties we eat animals foods we like, like invade spaces yeah we invade spaces like we kill and like animals we kill insects like we destroy their habitats and ecosystems like basically by that definition we're considered pests and we don't even give back exactly sometimes. like we like some of us will try to say hey like we give back like we make it better like but <laughs> do we really make it better when we destroy like entire like forests and like make a city there that's like like shouting and like spilling pollution like do we really consider it that like right. i don't think so we do and like i don't know we i feel like instead of investing so much like time and like funds and like you know trying to make the uh, economy better with money and you know all this stuff we should like focus on like trying to understand living things around us and like in a way sort of a like a collaborative world of like all types of consciousness yeah you know what i mean i feel like that that would be like the perfect 
world to live in and you don't even have to adopt an animal or adopt a human like yeah. it was just it's just a y'all collaboration just, y'all living like you're like coexisting in a way like you're like i'll leave me alone and i'll leave you alone and like we'll live together and stuff like that and we won't hurt each other like that's a that's the world i want to live in like we don't like tear anybody down and we don't like because like basically like we're tearing down forests and we're destroying ecosystems and yeah. then like a lot of animals go extinct and it's like oh you know like we cry about it you know sad music sad little violin and it's just like we cry about it and it's like oh that's the end of it <laughs> <laughs> right and you know what it's even more crazy like matter of fact we can learn about ourselves at, like as humans through understanding like other beings you know i feel like even humans don't have a basic understanding of themselves so how is it that they're gonna try to do all these crazy things in the world when we need to understand ourselves first you know before we can go and try to understand like pets right if anything they're more understanding of us too you know sometimes when i'm like sad my dog just like throws himself over me thinking that's gonna help me and feel better (laughs) but you know what it does and he doesn't know what's going on but he just wants to make me feel better like he just like you like he doesn't like he doesn't he can't like vocally like say you know oh you're you're sad let me help you out but like he just knows like he understands like he has like that connection like that he that he just understands like i don't feel like other like people like no they're like oh they're just animals like they don't have like a conscience they don't know what's right or wrong like and like at the end of the day like when i think about it like we have a conscience like we know what's right or wrong like doesn't that make us like evil because like some of us choose wrong yes you're so right mary holy like i don't know like who was talking about it but like if i remember correctly it's just like Someone was saying, like, like the most evil animal, like, in the world is, like, humans. Yeah. Because they have a conscience of what's good and what's bad. But we, as humans, since we know what that is, we choose bad. Like, for a tiger, for example, like, they hunt. They kill. But they don't kill for fun. They don't kill for bad. They kill for food. Yeah. And that's their instinct. They don't have a conscience of whether what's good or what's bad. They just reproduce, they eat, they take a poop, and, like, that's it. They just move on, and they, they don't they don't have a conscience. Yeah. They don't know what's bad or good because they don't know killing a hippo or, like, killing another animal is bad. They don't know that's bad. We know that's bad, and that's what makes us evil because we, we know what's wrong, right and wrong, and we choose wrong. Yeah. And another thing, like, I'm honestly afraid and don't trust people that don't like animals honestly like like i'm scared like i don't want you around me or like they said like oh yeah i don't like dogs or i don't like animals in general i'm like we can't be friends yeah (laughs) just block them on your friend list i feel like that kind of just says like a lot about how they would even interact with how much they want to understand another person you know Yeah, like if you don't like because like like under not understanding like but being connected or like even liking an animal like liking their traits like describes them as a person yeah. And, like, how they're going to react with another human being. Because, like, I love cats. Like, they're, like, so, like, not easy. But, like, they're so, like, I feel like because my cat, like, is, like, a person. Like, they're different animals at once. Like, they're a yeah. fish. Like, and she even sits like a human. And she does human things that it scares me. I'm, like, you understand me. Yeah. Like, she understands, like, when I'm, like, sad or I'm, like, lonely. She'll come around and she'll, like, just sit on my lap. And, like, she'll purr. And then she'll, like, look at me, like, hey, pet me. It's, like, it makes you feel better. <laughs> pet me. And I'm, like, you understand me. And I'm, like, this is exactly what I want a human to be like. It's, and I'm, like, it's so uncanny. It's kind of, like, um, how you, um, Marie and Nine are saying it's kind of, like, um, showing their way of love to you. Yes. Without saying it. Yeah. And that kind of touches up on the next subject, which is, like, um, animal connections. 
Ooh. <laughs> and I feel like I take that pretty serious because when I see like a stray cat on the street too, obviously I want to pet it. Yeah. But I approach it where I want him or her to make sure that they see me. Not, I don't want to sneak up on it because I respect like space. its space. Yeah. So I kind of like approach them. I try to bring out my hand first so they could kind of sniff me and try to see that I'm not trying to harm them. And nine out of ten, if I have food, I will share my food. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah and i've also had interactions with squirrels i used to feed them and i actually had a squirrel eat off my hand and that i felt really trusted yeah because you know okay i'm not gonna lie it kind of bit me a little bit and i freaked <laughs> out because i was like am i gonna like get but sick but it didn't bite me with harm it just bit me like on accident yeah like a nibble because she was eating or he was eating off my hand it was so awesome honestly like you're like just feeding a squirrel out of the palm of your hand like how do you get a squirrel that close they're like so like scared of everything <laughs> like yeah. what yeah well this um are you guys pretty um prepared to listen to Lisa's audio piece now it's a totally about um it, it's titled adopt the human so honestly like you like explaining like a like a squirrel eating out of your hand <laughs> i want to hear what this is going to be about Me honestly yeah. okay, so well. let's play it yes eat Animals are awesome. They have feelings like humans do. But not only that, they know how to comfort people when in need. They also have a sixth sense when they notice that their human is in danger. My cousin has a dog named Roscoe Chicken and Waffle Jenkins. His full name is Roscoe Chicken and Waffle Jenkins. Not my idea. My aunt's idea. Anyways, when Roscoe was just a puppy, when he heard someone cry, he would immediately run to them and just start snuggling them in their face. It was quite adorable, actually. He stopped doing this after a while only because me and my cousin would fake cry a lot. And we did this so often that Rascal got tired of us and stopped. He started doing it again, but he's like 10 years old now. We call him Old Man Jenkins. You know, the SpongeBob reference. But Rascal wasn't the only dog comforting us. We also had Coco, my dog. There was this one time where I was so sad and just bawling my eyes out. And I was around family members and they didn't even know I was somewhere in the house crying. Then Coco comes and out of nowhere and she just jumps on me and starts cuddling with me and licking me all over my face. Which in the end made me happy. Like, really happy. I was... A different child back then. Anyways, you're probably thinking that only dogs do these kind of things with human emotions. But that's not true. I also have two cats. One named Fluffy and one named Luna. <coughs> Luna is this beautiful black cat. But, my gosh, does she hate people. When there's people around, she would go away and hide from everyone. We see her like only five minutes a day. Especially with my mom. When my mom tries to go near, she'll run like there's no tomorrow. Under my bed. In darkness. That's also me. Anyways. Until one day, Luna gets out from under my bed. In the middle of the night, a little time after that, my mom is calling my name. I go to her room and she's sitting in her bed struggling to breathe. Looks pale as a ghost. She could look like she was ready to faint at any second now. Me? I was panicking because I had no idea what to do. She told me to go get her some ice, so I put some ice on her, and then I went to go wake up my older brother, Frankie, because I didn't know what to do. I was panicking. He gets up, and we both walk over to our mother, who was still white as a ghost. 
When we get there, me and him both noticed that Luna was there laying on the bed, and she was even so close to Frankie when he sat down in the bed. My mom said when Luna came over, she went to go pet her, and then she started feeling sick all of a sudden. So, all three of us stayed there until my mom felt good again. She did become better after a while, and then she became her normal self again. Once my mom felt like herself again, Luna ran back under my bed to hide from the world. That's when we knew that everything was good. Worry. But the point of the story is that Luna knew something was wrong before it even happened yet. That's really amazing considering that she doesn't like us. And if you're wondering about Fluffy, yes, he is very fluffy. And the reason why he's not in the story is because Fluffy was just meowing for attention. Because he always gets attention. He loves the attention. He begs for attention. So I ignored him in the story because he doesn't need any more attention than he gets at home. We are What's Up. You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago, 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali, in Little Village. Hello. Wow, Lisette. That was so touchy. Honestly, that was like a really good like audio piece. I really love that. Like the whole energy of it and stuff like that. And then the cat just meowing for attention. Everything. (laughs) Also, like I like how, um, you know, she mentioned that um, her pet knew what was wrong beforehand. But also previous to that, she mentioned that um, her pet also um, used to cry when like um he uh, i forget if it was a male or female i'm sorry but oh yeah it was male but if he um if he heard crying he would cry but then after a a while he realized that some of it was fake crying like and that's that says a lot like they know when it's real and again to the conscious part yeah like they just like he knew like you know, he, like when someone was like actually crying, he's like he would snuggle them, try to help them out, and then yeah. after a while, just stop because like y'all lying, y'all need to stop like crying. It was kind of like the crying for the wolf. Um, I forgot the name of the story. When the boy who cried. Yeah, who cried that wolf. one. Yeah, but like honestly, like how do you like how do you even understand fake crying? Like but you have to be like at that level of like just like consciousness to know when someone's fake crying. Like you know y'all lying y'all need to stop <laughs> right and then mary you brought up something really cool while we were listening to this oh yeah like what is it like when i was listening to like what is it we named them something right like yeah. fluffy chulo like lilo and stuff like that like we named something don't you think like if they respond to it don't you think they named us something like we call them by name and yet like we call and then don't you think that them like as animals like called us something yeah like, I think, I'm pretty sure what my cat named me is, like, bed. Because, like, every time I sleep, like, she'll crawl up and stuff like that. And she'll just, like, lay on my chest. Even though she knows I'm uncomfortable with it, she just looks at me like, you ain't going to do anything about it. Because <laughs> you know you want my attention. I'm just like, you right, but I'm not going to say anything because I love you. And then and then sometimes when I pet her, she'll just get up and she'll leave. And I'm like, okay, I see how it is. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, don't you think they named us something? Like, we named them something. They named us something, right? Yeah. Yeah, and well, like, to continue with, like, animal connections, aside from pets, there's also, like, other animals that are, like, service animals, right? They're, like, actually um, trained for for these things. So, according to the um, 
ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, a service animal is any dog that is individually trained to work or perform tasks for the benefit of an individual with disability, including like physical, sensory, psychiatric, intellectual, or a mental disability. Other species of animals, whether wild or domestic, trained or untrained, are not considered service animals, which is kind of, again, like, is that kind of discriminating other animals that have the same ability? Yeah. To like, in a way. I was, like, gonna ask, like, about that, because, like, there's, like, other stories out there, like, a service pig, or, like, a certain, like, there was another story about, like, someone, like, a girl couldn't bring her service peacock, this is a peacock, this is a, an exotic bird, who couldn't go on an airline, I'm like, wait, that's a service animal? Like, I didn't know that, like, mm-hmm. how are you even trained as a service peacock? This is an exotic <laughs> animal, let me remind, like, how are you, like, 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 a dog, I understand that, but, like, a cat... A peacock, a pig. I'm like, you know, right. like that's a little bit discriminating now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And now that you kind of brought that up too, I don't know why it kind of reminded me of like a, a small story that I kind of heard a while ago that it was basically like a study where um, there's like a baby and um, a baby monkey and they kind of put each other to like whatever the study was that they were together to see if the monkey would start acting like the baby um to see how much like they can evolve with us like monkeys but in reality the baby started acting like the monkey that's so cool switched before but oh that's nice yeah so it's like you know even us at like you know when we are born or whatever we like learn these things like we learn to be mean to animals you know that that's what i mean by like instead of spending so much time and funds like you know trying to eradicate yeah like why don't we do that to like um grow and learn from them yes from the beginning like from with like when we're babies like try to start a process a movement from like when we're babies when we have that like loving understanding of no harm like we like what is it like there's like a lot of things like we're not like when we're born we don't learn to hate like we're not born to hate like we're born to love we learn to hate is like what the saying is like we're not born to hate we're we love and we're we learn to hate yeah. Like, I think that's honestly, like, what is it, like, that? Like, acting like the monkey and stuff like that? I think that's kind of, like, where it is. Yeah. Like, just loving, like, animals, like, from the beginning. And then we're just learned to hate them or something like that. Like, honestly, I think, like, along with your, like, service animals, um, canine, canine units, like, right. they're loving and stuff like that. But, like, those are trained to actually attack perpetrators and, like, criminals and stuff like that. Let's talk about that. Right. Um, yeah, and I always wonder, like, like if the canines were kept like in the department of the police um so but they actually they stay with their owners and i think that's pretty interesting like Uh, and yeah yeah, so like um after they're retired like they have to stay with the family that basically like raised that's good though because like i don't know where i heard i don't know i always thought like what is it like once they're retired they just like go somewhere and some of that or they get euthanized and i'm like that's like actually sad but i'm like i'm happy that once they retire they stay with the family because like that's basically building trust um there was actually this movie i forgot the name but um it was um about this girl i forgot if it was a girl or a boy but they were in the army and um she got like hurt and all that stuff but she wanted to take her canine with her and she made like this big case about it and ended up finding out because they didn't want her to take the dog but then ended up finding out 
that they put the animal in a service shelter and then like she did everything and everything she could it was like really big yeah because like you're basically building trust with that animal and like that animal has your back and like how can you not take your dog home like after everything you've been through like mm. honestly i'd be emotional too i would go to court for that like how are you, how are you gonna tell me i can't bring my service peacock with me like <laughs> like yeah like that's understandable right and like that kind of it, it ties into like humans structure animals right they create a system for animals like to be service animals or to be um something for entertaining or entertainment but when it comes to like getting to the serious stuff like traveling with your animal after it has been constructed into society now it wants to get pushed out of society like no you can't join this like contribution and it's like you just like did all of this and now you want to like stop it at this point because it's not like convenient again for for humans you know Uh and it's it's kind of annoying and that kind of touches up on like like um animals at the zoo or at like um circuses and stuff like that like they they don't have a say but they're being structured into society yet yeah. a lot they don't want it like people don't really want to involve them like on a more personal note in society like other than that like just keeping them as like not even pets for entertainment but just like for entertainment like not d de- like i know like for like dehumanizing them like the animal like d like i don't even know what like the word would be for it like just like not making them see as like actual souls that like have a thinking and an understanding like along with circuses and zoos like bullfighting cockfighting like dog fighting i'm like what are you fighting exactly just like it's like you're like d something for it because there's not even a word like you're making these animals into something that they're not right humans Mm-mm. <laughs> something is wrong with humans honestly but yeah um i think like another thing is that's cool is like parrots when they <laughs> learn how to talk yeah like probably want a parrot no <laughs> sorry probably want a cracker or something like that yeah that's funny. <laughs> i think that's pretty cool um but yeah so i think this was pretty interesting show and i'm glad that you know pets if you're listening or if you're like outside also tuning in like a squirrel or something i hope that we were able to help humans understand you a little bit more through this show adopt a human i hope that like humans that are listening because that's a definite that you've like taken into consideration with your animals like every animal you see like take it into advantage with not an advantage but like take them into consideration don't take them for granted like just appreciate your animals yes appreciate your animal there we go appreciate animals yeah even the quote-unquote pets like when i approach my house and i know they might be there i rattle my keys just so they know i'm coming and (laughs) spread away because i'm about to get a little scared if you step on me Uh, but yeah just like be nice um and be acknowledging that that's that's another soul you know and be open yes just be open to them like just just appreciate your animals treat your animals good pets good because like they're animals too like even though they may be inconvenient for you but like still they're animals gotta appreciate them and animals if your human is being inconvenient go ahead and run away (laughs) adopt another human (laughs) you don't have to be stuck (laughs) that's that's probably what sunny did he liked his freedom so he maybe not even adopted a human he adopted his own life but (laughs) animals feel free to adopt a beautiful human being you have the right to you have the, you have every right to adopt it we are what's up you're listening to wlpn lp chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio 
broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, in Little Village. And um, I'm, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm Nine. I'm Marie. And Yolo. And you are listening to What's Up? This was Adopt a Human. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up? Again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life so that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.